Welcome to Better Animal Handling, episode 128. From the center of Missouri, USA, I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling. And Abby, my cattle dog, and always blue-colored co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goals are to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on, Should You Kiss Your Dog? Our topics for this week are risks of being bitten in the face kissing dogs and the risk of infection from dog saliva. Abby knows I love dogs, especially her, but I don't kiss her. It's not that she wouldn't let me. It's because if I ingrain kissing dogs as okay in my brain, I'll kiss the wrong dog at the wrong time. Therefore, I try to handle Abby as I would handle a dog I have not met before. That trains my subconscious not to take unnecessary risks with unfamiliar animals. I do the same thing handling my horses. I handle them in ways that would protect me if I was handling an untrained horse. In other words, I plan for the worst and hope for the best when handling all animals. I also do not want to have someone watch me cut corners, especially children, and have them think it's okay under all circumstances. Staring at a dog is what a dominant dog would do to intimidate another dog. Dogs don't like being stared at by strangers. They also do not like being trapped with no possible emergency exit. Holding a dog and staring at it to kiss it scares most dogs and makes all dogs uncomfortable. The cause for many human facial bites by dogs is an attempt to kiss the dog. Dogs don't have fingers and opposable thumbs. Anything that stinks or looks weird, they want to investigate but they have to use their mouth. Some nose magnets are kitchen spills, dead birds, other dogs' bottoms, dirty kitty litter, and toilet bowls. Some infectious organisms live in dog saliva all the time, and some are simply carried short-term. They do not have to make the dog sick for the dog to be able to transmit an infectious agent to a human. The surface of intact skin is a good barrier to infection. To be transmitted to a human, the organisms have to find a portal of entry, which is either in the mucous membranes of the mouth, nose, or eyes, or fresh cuts in the skin. Kissing a dog brings infectious agents in the dog's saliva near your portals of entry. Even after entering a human, 
The infectious agents may not cause disease in a healthy adult human. But the risk is much higher if the person exposed has an immature or suppressed immune system. This includes children that are less than five years of age, senior citizens over 70 years old, people with liver disease or cancer, and people on drugs to suppress autoimmune diseases or cancer. Most of the infectious agents that can be acquired from dog saliva can cause diarrhea, such as Campylobacter, Salmonella, and E. coli. Capnocytophagia is a bacteria that resides in the dog's mouth. It can cause inflammation of the heart and septicemia, which is blood infection. Pasteurella is commonly found in dog saliva, and it can cause respiratory disease and septicemia. Streptococcus that causes strep throat does not reside in dog saliva, but it may temporarily be there if a human in the household is carrying it. Kissing is not the only way to get dog saliva into facial mucous membranes. It can also be carried to the mouth, nose, and eyes by contaminated hands. So be sure to wash your hands after handling dogs and their food or food and water bowls. Now let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. Kissing dogs will put you in risk of being bitten in the face. Kissing dogs can lead to illnesses such as diarrhea, sore throat, cough, or worse in humans with incompetent immune systems due to age, disease, or use of drugs. So remember, you might be able to kiss your dog without any adverse consequences, but that may not be true if you try to kiss other dogs. Or if people with impaired immune systems try to kiss your dog. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. If you wish to comment on this episode of Better Animal Handling or on topics of your interest, contact us at cbc at betteranimalhandling.com. More information on animal handling is available in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press. It's also available on Amazon and from many other fine book supply sources. Additional information is available at betteranimalhandling.com. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about kitty litter. Hey, Abby, you like our cat Todd's kitty litter? Should I say anything more about kitty litter now? Uh, She said it tastes better with bacon bits. (laughs) 